0: Hey welcome back to the Fort Worth Music Academy podcast. Uh, it's been a little bit since all the COVID-19 stuff happened. We took a little break from the podcast, but now we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. And what better way to get back into it than meeting with one of my favorite people on planet Earth, no joke, it is artist and Fort Worth local Amy Byers. Welcome, Amy. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Eric. How are you
0: Good, good. So I'm gonna let Amy give you guys a little bit of background about who she is and her art and um, and her career as an artist. I really love her art. I'm a big fan of it, um, and she's got quite a following in Fort Worth. I just I didn't I didn't even realize you've got like 1,700 followers on uh, on Instagram, which is cool. But I just want to say that Amy is one of the most uh, grateful people that that I know, um, and she is consistently expressing gratitude to me and on social media. And uh, she's, she's just a true joy to be around and she always finds the good and everything. So I just wanted to say that. Look, it makes Thank me cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So with that, uh, Amy, tell us a little bit about you.
1: So I am a painter. I do fine art paintings out of my home studio in Fort Worth, Texas. I've been doing it for about three years now. Is that it?
0: Three years?
1: Yeah. Wait, Uh,
0: wait, wait, did you, did you grow up like drawing and painting and stuff?
1: So I've been doing it for three years professionally. Yeah. And I did as a, I started out as a little girl. My grandma was a painter and she decided to start painting in her retirement And as a little girl I was just fascinated that she wanted to spend all of her free time painting. And so I picked up a brush alongside her and I absolutely fell in love and I understood why she wanted to spend so much of her free time putting paint on a canvas.
0: Now how old were you when, when you started doing that?
1: I was about five. Wow. And I pursued art through high school until I discovered drugs and alcohol. And that took the wheel of my life and played the main role for about the next 13 years. And I did get accepted into the TCU art program.
0: No kidding. But
1: Yes. And I entered into that program fully addicted to cocaine and alcohol. And so I did not, prioritize art at that part of my life.
0: Now, real real quick, I just uh, feel free to share as much or as little as you want. What was that like, for lack of a better word, balancing those things, the the drugs and the alcohol with trying to, what, what did that look like?
1: Well, there are several types of addicts and alcoholics, and for a long time, I was a functioning one. And I thought that drinking and doing drugs made you creative or opened up a creative side of you. And that was just a false idea that I had that I guess was presented by the media. And it stifled my creativity and held me back. And it was a constant struggle of being too hungover or just too strung out to create art. And yeah. Yeah. eventually it it took over my life and I lost all desire and drive and ability to do art at all.
0: And then that and so then at some point the art completely stopped. Correct. Wow. wow. And how long did that period last?
2: I would say about 4 years.
0: 4 years.
2: I four years. was in yeah, I was in complete darkness, and my life was completely ruled by drugs and alcohol.
0: Wow. And so then, at, now, were, were you married? Because you have a really awesome husband. He's, he's great. And were, were you? how long have you guys been together?
2: We have been together only for about three years, little.
0: So you guys got together kind of right in the middle of your darkest period
2: yes he is a huge reason why i am able to say i'm three and a half years sober today
0: ah oh, that's awesome and, and, and he he gave up all of that stuff too when right. you did when
2: i met him he had no idea about my past or who i was and he is a, a we call him normies like you um <laughs> <laughs> is that
0: is that like kind of a better way of saying basic <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but <laughs> um, but I hid my addiction from him until I had my last and worst overdose, and he found me and saved my life and I promised him I would never drink or use again as long as we were together, and that was three and a half years ago
1: wow
0: now that's that's incredible because I know a lot of times with uh addiction it's you know, you get those false promises and things and people will say that. And then it becomes like, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um, but you, you really have kept your word on that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And so when, so it was, it was when he found you, that was, that was the the turning point when he saw you at your worst.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to die. And if he hadn't found me when he did, and he basically forced me against like all will into an ambulance and they restarted my heart. Whoa, so you you technically died? Yeah.
0: Wow. And so was it, do you think it was, was it the, the brush with, death or was it the fact that he saw you like that what do you think it was that made you say okay now I'm done
2: I think it was being it was that I had completely given up on everything in myself and life so much and then I had that almost resurrection and I I felt changed yeah. I, it, it, it's almost indescribable, but I went through a point of, this is knowing in my mind, this is the end, this is it. And there's nobody that believes in me and there's nothing else I can do to opening my eyes in this hospital room. And he was there and he came back and had every opportunity to leave. And it just gave me a, a reason and 30 days turned into six months and turned into three years.
0: And how, that's incredible. And, and how did it feel uh, in the beginning? Was there a, a withdrawal period for you?
2: Oh yeah, it was the hardest physically and mentally thing I've ever done in my entire life. My body was shutting down because of all the drugs and alcohol, my liver um, and kidneys were failing. I had chronic pancreatitis. And um, they told, doctors told me that I didn't have a shot in the world. Wow. They told my mom statistically I didn't have a shot, and so I was battling mentally against the odds too. And I would say I didn't feel normal, like I didn't feel like a normal human for about nine months of what going through with Joel.
0: Wow. So nine months. And, and during that nine-month period, did you, did you do any art? Did you do anything? Or was it all just about surviving and making it to the next day?
2: It was really about surviving and making it to the next day. But I remember begging for a blank canvas and paint, and I felt horrible. And I took this canvas and paint down to the garage, with, and I was, like, covered in my blankets anyways. And I just kept. I just started painting, and I'll never forget it. Like how good it felt to have some sense of myself back, wow. some normalcy. And,
0: and that, how long into that nine-month period what was it that you started that?
2: It was probably about probably about five months.
0: Wow! Wow! And then, how long after that was it that you started? Selling. When did you sell your first painting?
2: About, I sold my painting a little after one year being sober.
0: Wow. Okay, cool. And it was, was that kind of a, a boost for you, kind of a confirmation?
2: It was totally a confirmation because it was a commission piece, and it was right after I'd started putting some stuff online. And so it was this huge, overwhelming feeling that I could actually do this
0: yeah yeah and was it was the commission from a stranger or from somebody you knew
2: it was from somebody i knew
0: it was okay from cool.
2: was watching my journey and that's awesome supporting me yeah
0: now when was the first time you sold a painting to a complete stranger
2: that would be the next year i did my first art show and a stranger at the show bought a painting
0: yeah now that because that i think is really cool feeling when just somebody you don't know supports what you're doing because they have no emotional investment into you as a person and it it means that they just love your art for the sake of the art which is right cool i mean both are great but it's great to get (laughs) for, for both of those, those things. Um, and if you were to describe your, so for people who are just listening and and can't see the beautiful art that's behind you, how would you describe your art stylistically?
2: Well, because my life was so dark for so long and my life, my life now is so full of life and light. I like to use as much color as possible on one canvas. So even if I'm, painting a storm. I like to throw reds and purples in there. And most of my art is nature-based and I like doing sunsets and storms and clouds and waves because nature really just reminds me that we get a second chance. And the skies always look so amazing after storms. And I think that's just such a good metaphor for our lives and what we go through.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that really attracts me to your work is I, I'm I'm a big fan of bright colors. As you can see, my, like, Easter colors here, uh, and I like bright, um, and I, I think that's – and it's cool. Whenever I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, like, your posts always catch my eye right away. Uh, they're cool. My favorites, personally, so far have been the, the Seahorse um, and then – and then uh, well, there's a, there's actually a lot of, I, I like you, the ocean ones uh, particularly. And then you're, I think one of your latest ones with the dolphins. I really dig
2: that too. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate your support. Yeah.
0: So um, I guess let's, let's talk a little bit. Now you are a guitar player and we've been working together for the past uh, couple of years. And um, w- what made you decide that you wanted to learn to play the guitar?
2: Well, first of all, my husband, like we talked about earlier, is a drummer.
0: And he's a great one at that.
2: He has been drumming since he was 11 years old. And he, I see the passion that he has for music. And it was something that I've wanted, that I was kind of jealous of, because art is is what I'm passionate about, but it's my living. And so he has another job. And And music is his passion. So I wanted to share that with him and see what it was all about. And then when I started guitar with you, I chose guitar because I thought that would sound best with drums, playing with drums. Yeah. But when I discovered guitar with you, I fell in love with, with guitar for guitar for what it is and and music and reading music and it's just incredible and Eric you're the best teacher that I could have ever ever asked for or imagined and I know I wouldn't have stuck with it if you hadn't have been such an encouraging teacher.
0: Oh that, that's so nice of you to say. Well I probably wouldn't have stuck with it if I, I didn't have such great students like you to work with. <laughs> now quickly going back to the art what what's next?
2: Um, well I have bought my first laptop since 2006 because of COVID. And so I've started to put, um, make a website and I've started to ship out paintings. Um, I have also become a part of the Texas visual arts association and they have pieces of mine in their permanent online gallery.
1: Wow.
2: And so I've sort of been reaching out to more online networking. Yeah yeah
0: cool because it's probably going to be a while before you have an in-person art show
2: and even we might in the fall and they talked about doing a big building and still wearing masks and ad- adapting so we might yeah, have art yeah. shows adapting to the new normal
0: yeah great That's, well i i sure hope so because i really okay. miss going to to art shows so How are you primarily, so I guess online is sort of the, the, the new normal for get, what was it, was your primary method of getting your art out to people before, um, through art shows or was it word of mouth or was it online?
2: It was definitely art shows because it's such a great networking opportunity I sold a show. I sold a painting at almost every single art show I I did. But if I didn't, I definitely met other artists and other gallery owners and people that were in the art world. And I'm definitely missing out on that right now. For sure. Yeah.
0: And so now since the, the whole shutdown and everything, you've, you've had to adapt and totally find a different way to, to get out. And so it looks like doing that online is is kind of the, the way to go right now. And you you had a, a personal art show that you were gonna do that, that had to get canceled.
2: Yeah, it was gonna be really cool. I um, was gonna host an art show out of my home and home studio and we were gonna open it all up and have art everywhere in the backyard. And we were gonna have two bands play and um, have a food truck and it was hopefully maybe it can still happen maybe next summer, but yeah I was really counting on that to uh, have a really good time and really network and sell a lot there but
0: yeah, yeah, it's kind of like for for all artists, um, everything is just kind of it's like everything just stopped, everything's just on pause yeah. until. Yeah further notice but i'm glad to find that that you're you're using the the digital market landscape to uh to continue to to network so that's great well awesome well amy thanks so much for being here today um, where can people find you where can they find your art
2: my art is on my instagram at amy art
0: Amy B is in Boy H is in Harold. Uh, well Harwood. <laughs> Amy B H. Wait, say it one more time.
2: Amy B H. Dot Art.
0: Amy B H. Dot Art. Okay, and that's on Instagram. Uh, where where else is there an email website?
2: My uh website will be connected to my Instagram.
0: Okay, okay, great. So if you guys aren't on Instagram, here's your reason to get on Instagram. Although I feel like it's a lot of people are on Instagram now. And then uh, you guys can get in touch with Amy that way. Amy, thanks so much for being here. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.